0: Share the initial thought from this passage with the Bible College students on Thursday morning, and I'd like to share fully the thought this evening. Genesis chapter 45. Let's read from verses 24 to 28. Genesis chapter 45, verses 24 to 28 after some two and a half years of preaching through the book of Genesis, you'd think you would have exhausted it. (laughs) Doesn't seem that way. (laughs) Uh, Verse 24 reads, So he sent his brethren away, and they departed. And he said unto them, See that ye fall not out. By the way. And they went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father, and told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the Spirit of Jacob their father revived and Israel said it is enough Joseph my son is yet alive I will go and see him before I die let's bow for prayer Oh God, we're so grateful for the privilege of worship and the privilege of studying your inspired, inerrant, infallible Word. And I pray now that you will teach us and encourage us. May the Spirit of God minister to each of our hearts this evening, we ask and pray. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen. The context to this passage is that Joseph has revealed himself to his brothers. And Joseph invites his family to live with him in Egypt during these years of famine. So Joseph sends his brothers back to collect their father and to bring him back with them. And then our passage goes on to read that upon arriving in Canaan, the brothers tell their father what has happened. They inform dad that Joseph is yet alive, not dead. Get alive. And he is not only alive, he is a governor in Egypt. In fact, second in charge. Now, how does Joseph respond to this news initially? Well, the Bible teaches us at the end of verse 26, and Jacob's heart fainted for he believed them not. Jacob became faint-hearted, didn't believe what he has just heard. So how is he convinced? Well, the Bible goes on to say in verse number 27 that they, the brothers of Joseph, told him all the words of Joseph. They told him all that Joseph said, and also the Bible goes on to teach then in verse 27, that also Jacob notes the wagons before him. He knew that these wagons were from Egypt. And upon noting the wagons and considering the words of Joseph, the Bible teaches us at the end of verse 27, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. Initially, his heart fainted in unbelief. But upon hearing the words of Joseph and seeing the wagons, he revived. And note his response in verse 28. And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. His spirit is revived. Once fainted, once fainted in heart in unbelief. But now he believes and he's been revived. And he cries out, It is enough. It is enough. Now what did he mean by this statement? Israel was simply saying, It is enough. Israel was so full of joy from the good news that Joseph was yet alive. So he cries out, It is enough. I am full. I am content. I could not be any happier. I could not be any more satisfied. It is enough that my son is yet alive and I will go and see him before I die. See, Israel was full of joy. He couldn't be any more content. He couldn't be any happier. He couldn't be any more satisfied The knowing that his son that he thought was dead is alive and that he can see his son once more before he dies. Israel cried out, It is enough. For Joseph my son is yet alive. It is enough to know that my son that I thought has been that, that, that I thought was dead for many years is yet alive. And beloved, my eyes submit to you as a way of application, as the Spirit of God challenged me and encouraged me, it should be enough. It should suffice for us to know as born-again Christians, that Jesus Christ is not dead, Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. Because He lives, we should cry out, it is enough. I am full of joy. I am content. I have been blessed abundantly. Without measure, I am content. That little phrase it is enough. The root word appears some 400 times in the Bible. And it's translated great, much, many, multitude, multiply, abundant. So, Israel was saying, it is enough I am full to the brim, as we would say. My son is yet alive. For Israel to know that his son Joseph was alive sufficed him. More so, beloved, it should suffice us to know that Jesus Christ is alive. For this means so much to us and for us. It means that we have forgiveness through the Gospel, for example. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Bible gives us the Gospel in simplicity. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, it reads, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. If you go back to verse number one, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the Gospel which I preached unto you, which I, which also you have received, and wherein we stand, by which ye are saved. Beloved, it ought to, as we consider the fact that Christ is alive, Jesus Christ is not dead, He died, was buried and rose again, and because of the gospel, the completeness of the gospel, you and I can have complete forgiveness. We can have complete pardon from sin. We can be redeemed once and for all through the death, burial and resurrection of Christ. So therefore we can cry out with Israel of old, it is enough for Joseph my son is yet alive. It is enough that Jesus Christ is alive and I have faith in the gospel, I have forgiveness for God has cast my sins as far as the east is from the west. Because Jesus Christ is alive, He reigns, He's in control. In Philippians chapter 2 we are told that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus Christ is in control. And in Psalm 62, verse 12, the Bible teaches us, Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but Thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. And we can say so that Jesus Christ is enough because he reigns he is in control he offers forgiveness through for the gospel it is enough that Jesus Christ is alive and because he is alive he prays for us in Romans 8:34 the bible teaches us who is he that condemneth it is Christ that died yea rather that is risen again who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Israel said it is enough that that Joseph is yet alive. And my friend, for you and I that know Christ as Saviour, it is enough. It should be enough to give us fullness of joy to know that Jesus Christ our blessed Joseph is yet alive. And because he lives, we have that forgiveness. We know that he reigns. We know that he's in control. And we know because he's alive, he prays for us. Think about it for a moment. Jesus Christ prays for you at the right hand of God the Father, who also maketh intercession for us. We struggle to pray one for another, do we not? Consistently. But Jesus Christ prays for you. He prays for me. Because He is alive, He is yet alive. And because He is yet alive, we can have fellowship with Him. In James chapter 4, James chapter 4, verse number 8. The Bible reads, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. The Bible teaches us if we draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to us. Provided we are clean. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And we are purified in heart of a double mind. We can draw nigh to God and God will draw nigh to us. Joseph is yet alive. It is enough, said Israel of old. And my friend, it should be said of you and I, as Bible-believing Christians, for those of us that know Jesus Christ as Savior, it is enough that our Joseph, Jesus Christ, is yet alive. And because he is yet alive, we have the assurance of forgiveness. We have the assurance of knowing that he prays for us. We have the assurance of knowing that if we draw nigh to God, God will draw nigh to us and we have the assurance of knowing that He reigns, He's in control, no matter my circumstances, no matter what people might try to do to me, Jesus Christ is alive, and He is in control, and He will bring me into a wealthy place, as the Bible teaches. Beloved, it should suffice us to know, it should be enough, our hearts ought to be full, To know that our Lord Jesus lives. And because He lives, we have many promises in the Word of God that we can cleave unto. Thousands of promises. Oh, we've only just mentioned just a few principles. But there's thousands of promises within the Scriptures that are true and are part of our inheritance simply because our Joseph, Jesus Christ, is alive. And you and I should cry out, It is enough. In Christ, is to have all. Hasn't that been the whole focus of the whole book of Hebrews? That God is trying to say to these Hebrew Christians, If you've got Christ, you have all. He is superior to everything and anything. And for you and I that know Christ Jesus as personal Saviour, in Him we have all because He is yet alive. Back in our text there in Genesis chapter 45, verse number 28, Israel not only cried out, it is enough, upon knowing that Joseph, his son was yet alive, but also he said, it is enough, for I will go and see him. I will go and see him. It is not only enough to know that my son is alive, said Israel, but I will see him before I die. He knew his time was short and he delights in the fact that he will be able to see him, to see his son Joseph, before he dies. And he said, I look forward to seeing him. I look forward to that day with anticipation. So Israel had hope. He had an expectation. He said in verse 28, I will go and see him before I die. Israel had hope. He had an expectation. He had something to look forward to. Now, what was this hope based upon? Well, initially there in verse number 26, the Bible teaches us that Jacob's heart fainted because of unbelief. But then in verse 27, there's a change that takes place. The spirit of Jacob, their father, revives. Now, why does it revive? Well, at the beginning of verse 27, note, the Bible teaches us, and they told him all the words of who? Joseph. Joseph. All the words of Joseph, not the words of the brothers. See, the words of the brothers caused dad to faint. I don't believe. But when they changed their tact, so to speak, and they parroted the words of Joseph, His spirit revived. And no doubt he thought to himself, these are not the words of my sons. These are the words of another. It must be Joseph's words. Because it was upon hearing the words of Joseph that Israel revived. Not the words of the brothers, but the words of Joseph. See, the father knew that what the sons communicated to him didn't come from their hearts and minds. It came from another. So, in listening to the words of Joseph, he cries out, it is enough. It is enough. I'm full. I'm content to know that my son is yet alive. And also I have the hope of seeing him before I die. Where do we receive our hope as Bible-believing Christians? Where does our hope come from as born-again Christians? Well, it should come and only comes from the words of God. See? the words of Scripture. See, it was the words of Joseph that revived Jacob. It wasn't the words of the brothers. It wasn't the words of the siblings. It was the words of Joseph. And so likewise, it's the word of God. It's the words of God that gives us hope. Note then Romans chapter 15, please. Romans chapter 15. Verse number four, the Bible reads, And whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. And then in verse number 13, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Where do we receive our hope as born again Christians? Scriptures, the Word of God. Not the words of men, but the words of God. Let me ask you this evening, is Jesus Christ your hope? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Saviour? In hope of eternal life that God promised through the world, before the world began. And that hope of eternal life is found in the person of Jesus Christ. And if you believe his words you likewise can cry out it is enough for Jesus Christ is not only alive he is my hope I will go and see him before I die. So note the contrast back there in Genesis chapter 45 that Father Jacob Went from unbelief to belief, faint heartedness to being revived when he heard the words of Joseph. And because we know Jesus Christ is alive as Bible believing Christians. And he is the one that gives us hope and that hope is spelled out through the pages of the Word of God. That's why we need to spend time daily reading the Word of God to fill our hearts with hope. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Bible gives us hope. We gain hope in and through the Scriptures. Not our words but the words of God. The words of our Joseph, God himself, give us hope. See, when Father Israel heard the words of Joseph, his spirit revived. And when you and I listen to the words of our Joseph, our God, your spirit, my spirit, will revive. Because he is alive. And he gives us hope. And that is spelled out within the scriptures. I love Psalm 23, Psalm chapter 23. Our hope in having the Lord as our shepherd. The Bible teaches us in Psalm 23 verse 1, I shall not want, I shall not have need. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Where he feeds me, he leads me beside the still waters, he gives me peace, he restores my soul, he revives me, he leads me in the paths of righteousness, he guides me. Verse 4, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Verse 5, he gives victory. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with all my cup runs over. And then last but not least, verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And then when life comes to an end, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. For how long? Forever. That's our hope. God gives us hope in the Scriptures. See, Israel revived when he heard the words of Joseph. He is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. And may God give us hope in and through his Scriptures as we meditate therein. In 2 Corinthians 5.8, the Bible teaches us To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. We have hope. Do you have that hope? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Saviour? Has there been a time in your life that you repented from your sin? You acknowledge that before a holy God you are unclean and you need forgiveness. And, you cho- and you've chosen to believe that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose again for you. And upon that belief in your head, you confess with your lips the Lord Jesus as Saviour. Have you made that decision? For he that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son of God has not life. Either you have eternal life or you do not have eternal life. And God who cannot lie has promised eternal life in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ. That is our hope. For Israel said, it is enough. It is enough. I'm going to go and see my Son who is yet alive. And so likewise, you and I as God's people cry out it is enough to know that our Joseph is alive and one day I will go and see that for to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord his imminent return will deliver us from the wrath to come in the tribulation period for 1 Thessalonians 5.9 the Bible reads for God hath not appointed us A day of wrath, but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ. That is our hope. And at the rapture, we will be changed into his likeness. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in verse number 52. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's read 51 as well. 51 and 52 it reads, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. This is in reference to Christians. Not all Christians will die. This is in reference to the rapture. But we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. That is the dead in Christ, those that sleep. And we that are alive shall be changed. We will be changed into the image of Christ. For 1 John chapter 3 please, verse number 2, 1 John. 3rd chapter. In verse number 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that. What do we know? When he shall appear... We shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. That's our hope. To be changed into Christ's likeness. And for those of us that have this hope, note the third verse. Look at this. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he that is Christ is pure. So if we live in the reality of that hope that we will be changed into Christ's likeness, it will motivate us to purity as he is pure. Israel said, it is enough that my son is alive. I will go and see him. We can say likewise, it is enough that Jesus Christ is alive. And because he lives, I have hope. I will go and see him one day. Let me ask you this evening, do you know the Lord Jesus as your own personal Saviour? Has there been a time in your life that you repented of sin and you invited Christ to be your Saviour? I trust you've made that decision. I trust that you're prepared to openly declare that decision that you're not ashamed of that decision. Because if you've made such a decision, you can cry out with Israel of old. It is enough. As the old hymn goes, it is enough that Jesus Christ died for me. It is enough. For Jacob, in saying that, He was saying, I'm full. I'm content. I've got plenty. I'm satisfied. Knowing that my son is alive and I'll be able to see him before I die, I'm a happy man. I'm a contented man. I don't need anything else. It is enough the challenge for you and I this evening for those of us that know Jesus Christ as Saviour can we honestly say it is enough that our Joseph is alive do you understand what that means? If we do then you'll cry out with Jacob of old, it is enough I will go and see him I have hope said Father Jacob Not, I've had enough. Some of us are saying, I've had enough. I feel like quitting. But my friend in Christ, as we consider the fact that our Joseph is alive and that we will see him again, we ought to cry out, it is enough. Not, I've had enough. And not, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. It is enough that Joseph is alive. It is enough. I will go and see him. To say, I have had enough, to feel like quitting, to say, I don't have enough, I lack, is to belittle the greatness of our God. For the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jacob of old, Israel of old said, it is enough. And my friend, it should be enough for you and I that God is alive and He gives us hope. And therefore, we need to raise out of our minds, I've had enough. I don't have enough. Because we know it's not true. Because in Christ. It is enough. See, Father Israel was a contented man. Now he knows that his son is alive and that he has the definite hope of seeing him. He is happy to go home. He was a contented man. And my friend, are you content as a child of God? You should be because it is enough, is it not, to know that our Saviour is alive and He gives us hope? The world is so full of dissatisfaction, discontentment. Why? Because the world on the whole has rejected Jesus Christ. And therefore, they are dissatisfied and don't have that lasting contentment which is found in Christ. But Jacob of old said, It is enough. My Joseph is alive and I will go and see him before I die. Some people have a lot of money, a lot of time, And yet they're not satisfied because they've rejected the one that brings that lasting satisfaction. The one only that can enable you and I to say it is enough. Oh, NASA's so excited. They believe they've found water on the moon. So exciting. There's life on the moon. So for all of those individuals that have got all of this money and all of this time that are thinking about one day migrating to the moon, that gives them hope. There's water on the moon. The other day I was in the car and I had this struggle within my heart. I was tempted to turn on talkback radio and something within me said, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it but I did (laughs) it. And this so-called scientist was on the radio, so excited about water on the moon. And she said, oh, this is wonderful, groundbreaking news, because it means that there's possibly life on the moon. And, And if there's water on the moon, there's life on the moon, and therefore people could live on the moon. And people could grow crops on the moon. (laughs) I turned it off. (laughs) What absolute garbage. (laughs) I should have listened to the Spirit of God. (laughs) Beloved in Christ, we have everything we ought to cry out with Jacob of old, it is enough. Our Saviour lives and he gives me hope. I don't need anything else. Said Father Jacob, I'm content. I'll be ready to go home to my heavenly Father. May God help us to be content in Christ Jesus. Let's bow for prayer. Let's stand for a moment if you're able. Heads bowed, eyes.